Hey, everybody. Welcome to CBuzz, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's award-winning podcast and also Columbus's first business-focused podcast. Our show was presented by the Columbus Chamber of Commerce and Capital University. My name is Michaela Hunt. I'm a brand journalist and your host for CBuzz, where we bring you truly unique and impactful stories directly from leaders right here in our central Ohio business community. We're coming to you from our home at Capital University's Convergent Media Center, truly a collaborative space for students and faculty to study music, film, creative writing, and digital media. We're excited to tell incredible stories through this platform. Today, we're sitting down with Anthony McIntosh, president and COO of Uprise. Uprise is a strategic group of professional thought leaders elevating organizations. With a vision to strengthen and empower nonprofits and small businesses, Uprise focuses on providing a realistic view of the overall business model, coupled with guidance toward sustainable success. Anthony, it's great to see you. I know you from a couple of interactions, so thank you for joining us today. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to the CBuzz audience today. And it's like talking to an old friend for me. Well, we we run into each other yeah, enough. You're, so. you're making me feel a little comfortable. I'm getting a little more comfortable with this. So I appreciate that. <laughs> good. I'm going to draw out all the good stories today. So I know that I spoke with you and Keith Stevens, founder and CEO of Uprise, back with your initial launch. It was a great conversation. But I want to talk about Uprise over the past couple of years and really the success you've had since I've last talked to you. Um, so tell us a little bit about what's been going on. Well, Michaela, uh, again, this is a great opportunity. I really appreciate this. But it, it's been a, an interesting journey. And, and it's been a fun and fantastic journey. I would say over the past two years, our client base has grown with limited marketing. We're finding solutions for our clients, which is really interesting and what makes it exciting for all of us. But the great thing about all of this is we've learned the good, the bad, and the ugly about what we do. <laughs> when you said interesting, <laughs> I knew there was going to be some of that. Well, but I mean, as, as, we, as we've looked at the organization and just think about how we have grown and how we look to grow, you know, you have to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Because that's where we learned. And from our point of view, we have to be a learning organization in order to evolve. So... Let's talk a little bit more about what you've learned. Um, you're fast 50, if I'm not mistaken. We are fast yes. 50, yes. So something, something really good is going on. <laughs> but what has that overall growth looked like in terms of lessons? And then the recognition that you've ultimately received, because in the middle of lessons, we do see the good, the bad, and the ugly. So you must have learned something along the yeah, way. Yeah, so it, it was, it, it's been fascinating. And, I, and I'll say the the Fast 50 has just been a great recognition for all the work that we've done as a team, right? So the Fast 50 says, well, you may not be doing everything right, but you're doing something right. And, and that's the important aspect for us, right? Because when we think about what we've learned, the first thing that we've looked at is, look, we have grown the business from a revenue perspective, but have we really scaled the business? And when you talk about the difference between the two, right, we've grown the revenue and done a great job of doing that. But at the same time, we're really focused on scaling the business to support that revenue growth. So let me ask you a follow-up question. Why has revenue grown? Have people understood the need for your services or... And you have done limited marketing. So where what does the revenue growth come from? So the, re the revenue growth comes from, one, we do great things. I mean, so when we work with our clients, we're really focused on 
what's best for the client. So even when we are, even when our potential clients do not hire us, we always find an opportunity to, even if you don't hire us, we will help you think through a problem or something that you've presented to us. Give me an example of a problem you might think through. So right now, one of the biggest problems that we are looking at is the challenge of how do you work in today's environment, right? You have to start thinking about how you work as an organization, right? So there's a people element that you have to bring into the equation. There's a process element that you have to bring in. But then the final piece is technology, right? So if you're not pulling all three of those things together, then not to say that you are not being successful, but you are not operating at a level that you can become more efficient and at a level that's sustainable so that when you have disruption, you're ready. So you create a system that brings those three things together. That's an example of one problem that you solve. So you were saying from a revenue standpoint, because I want to follow that question, revenue versus scaling, the people that talk to you, they may not hire you immediately, but they see your solutions. Yes. So they, they may not hire us and whether or not they see the Full solution is one thing, but what we want to make sure is they have an understanding of the problem that's in front of them, but at the same time, some type of framework in terms of this is what you need to look for as you build the solution without us. And so people see the value in that and you've grown your revenue because people are hiring you to solve problems. We've grown our revenue because people see that value. Uh, and the biggest thing is we do great work and people share that, Got right? It. We, everything, a lot of our work now has come from referrals. So, and, and that's important for us, right? Because it's not only saying that we are delivering solutions that work and that matter, but we're delivering it in a manner that people feel comfortable sharing us to others. So then... On the other side of it, scaling, right? So word of mouth, you have these great solutions, people are referring you guys, but scaling is something that you're still got your eye on. So what's the difference to you guys between revenue increase and what truly scaling is? So revenue increase is really looking at from a financial perspective, from your top line, from a profitability, how are you growing that aspect of the business, right? How are you bringing clients in and how successful are you into taking a lead and converting that to a client? The scaling piece gets into the fact of, are you building operations and functions to support that? Uh, And if you're not, what typically happens is you can grow yourself out of business, right? And think about an organization. You know how organizations talking about this hockey stick curve? Yes. And they have the significant growth. And two years later, you're going, whatever happened to that organization? Well, what happened to them was they didn't have the fundamentals. They didn't have that infrastructure. They didn't have those core elements in place to ensure that, hey, we can continue to deliver great services to our clients. We have great client delivery and client services that support what we're doing. And at the same time, it may even come down to our ability to invoice all the work that we're doing. So until you have all of those pieces in place, we look at how we grow from a truly managing growth appropriately. 
And in these days, with staffing the way that it looks and finding the right people for the right jobs, scaling could be challenging. Scaling, scaling is challenging, and that's why we always focus on how we work moving forward, right? Because the people is one. Remember, I said people process technology. The people is an aspect. Now, granted, it is an extremely important aspect of everything that we're doing, but bringing in those other elements creates an opportunity to be flexible, to be agile, but more importantly, how do you adapt to things, right? And when you get into a situation of always using people to solve the problem, when you don't have people, guess what? The problem becomes bigger. (laughs) Right. Absolutely, it does. So you've had 25 years, more than 25 years experience in business leadership and strategy. And ultimately, that led you to your current position in Uprise. You founded a group called SSE Advisors, and then you've worked for or within small, medium, and Fortune 500 companies. How has this made such a difference for you in the work that you're doing in this area of revenue growth and still figuring out how to scale for yourself in this business? Well, as I, you know, my my career has provided me with the opportunity, to your point you said, to to work across various industries to look within multiple functions within an organization, to work with small, medium, uh, large organizations. And and all of that experience have really allowed me to think about, so what does sustainable success actually look like? And when we think about sustainable success, we think about it from a standpoint, sustainable success beyond the numbers, right? And when you start thinking about what does it mean to that beyond the numbers, I tell people there are two things to think about. How do you evolve and how do you remain relevant? Oof. Right? So when you start Those putting are those deep two- questions. <laughs> deep. We ask deep questions. <laughs> so when you put those. So when you put those together, you really start thinking about, okay, so what does it mean? Right? So my career has allowed me to really, you know, I've worked at organizations where we've had hockey stick growth and it fell off the and it falls significantly fast and it's hard to recapture that. And and that's really where I start looking at sustainable success and start thinking about, okay, how do you do this? How do you help people build that? How do you help people learn, right? Because that's the key, helping people learn, not just giving them a solution, but helping them learn how to implement, how to see situations differently. That's the that's important, right? That's yes. important. And when we start thinking about Uprise and when Keith and I started having these conversations and when I looked at his vision and how he really wanted to think about the community and how do we really help organizations, not just from an organization standpoint, but from a community standpoint, how do you do that? And how do you make sure that you're doing it in a manner that really is sustainable? So you take My views on sustainable success is take Keith's views on how do we really help the community? And it's not just about just bringing two views together, right? It's about elevating those two views, bringing them together, and then what's next? So I'm going to turn the page for a minute because 
that's a lot to consider and important to consider for those who are listening at home, in their car, wherever they be listening to this interview. Um, You've put some, again, deep thoughts, deep (laughs) questions into our minds. So I'm going to turn the page for the moment as we transition from that about the area that seems just fascinating, really great to me, the give back commitment Mm -hmm. that Uprise has, cultivating community first. What does that mean? And, and how are you enacting this in the middle, especially, of some very fast growth? So I would attribute that philosophy to Keith, right? And so even when I met Keith and we started having conversations and even with his organizations, he's always led with this community perspective, right? And, and community has multiple elements to it, right? It is the community that you have within your organization. It is the community that you expand your organization out, right? So that includes our clients, but it also includes the broader community, right? And the work that you're doing, is it supporting that community and making that community better, right? Because we can be all about profits, but at the end of the day, that's not what we're about. Right. Yes, we are a for profit. So we do have a profit mentality. But when we start thinking about giving back, we start thinking about it from a standpoint of how are we helping solopreneurs, you know, find opportunities? How are we helping uh, some of our smaller nonprofits, you know, do something or provide them with some type of funds to do something that they couldn't do with restricted funds? Right. How do we look at that small for-profit organization that just needs that little push over the hill? Just a little push. Providing them with services at no fee. Right. So we look at all of these different things because at the end of the day, and it ties back to what I said earlier, you know, even if you don't use us, we want to make sure that we're providing you some type of direction or some help that allows you to think about how do you elevate your organization moving forward. I, I want to sit down with you guys for like an hour <laughs> and see what you can do for me. I mean, in the work that I do, it's that's awesome. Um, what is Uprise's mission? How does it tie back to the give back? So our, our, our mission is really, you know, I'll, I'll say it's elevating organizations through people, processes, and technology, right? So it comes back to that. Now, how it works from a give back perspective is when we elevate an organization, guess what we do? We position them to be better. If it's a nonprofit, take care of their people. They take care of their people. If it's a nonprofit, they get to spend more time focusing on really what mo- what is most important to them. Taking care and of their community. And then if we do it right, we make profits and we actually have a give back campaign that we've created a fund at the Columbus Foundation. And we find opportunities to provide funding to different organizations. That's so cool. How did you go about identifying this business opportunity with Uprise? Like, how did this all come to be? It, it, it is, I, I would say it has been, you know, I, I'll say it, it started when I was thinking about SSE and how all of that evolved. But then when I met Keith and, and we started working together and he had this concept. Right. And every time we would get together, he would talk about the concept. He would always talk about the concept. And then when COVID and and, but during that same time, I was really getting into what was happening with the like the gig economy, how the economy was changing, how labor was changing, how work, all these different things were coming into play. Then COVID hit. Right. 
And what COVID did was, one, it provided an opportunity for Keith and I to work closer in terms of really building this, but it also accelerated a lot of the things that we were talking about and really helped us you know, hone that vision and really start thinking about, okay, yeah, this is what this could look like. So when you start putting all the different pieces together and you start thinking it from a sustainable success, you start thinking about how people work differently. You start thinking about this community element to it. And, you know, he had some great talent in place. And, you know, I was like, okay, Keith, you, he did the Jedi mind trick on me. And now I'm like, wait, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. I'm with Uprise now. So, but, but I think it's been a fascinating journey, right? Because right. it provides the opportunity, you know, I'm, I'm very big on learning. And this just provides just a broader opportunity of learning. So you shared, you really work with a spectrum of businesses mm-hmm. and business types. What approaches do you take when working with your clients from like whether it's an onboarding moment or it's a moment to start executing? What are some of the different approaches given the different sizes and types of clients? Well, I think I think the main thing for us, you know, we we have a structure. We have our process in terms of what we go through. We know we have assessments. There are different things that we do. But for us, the most important piece it's truly understanding what the problem is, right? Uh, and, and I say that because people come to us and they talk about, well, this is my problem. And for for us, it's, okay, is that the real problem? Or is that just something that you're seeing? And stuck on. And stuck on. Yeah. But that's not what the real issue is. Right. And because of the approach that we take, because of the holistic perspective, that we bring to the equation, right? So you may tell me, I've got a problem over here. Well, what we're going to do is make sure that solving this problem doesn't create something over here. So our job is to look at this thing holistically and come back and say, okay, you know what? That's just a symptom. And fixing this is going to create this over here. How do we look at this thing as a whole and make sure when we address it, it's addressed in the manner that you as an organization could continue to address it, but also recognize it when it comes back wearing a different mask. Is your approach proprietary? I have to ask, or is it something you've, <laughs> or is it something you've seen before a version of? For me personally, it is a, it is a combination of everything that I have learned. Right. You know, and this, you know, that's that's what we call our secret sauce. Right. And what we're trying to do is make sure that people who are part of the Uprise team have an understanding of what does it look like. Right. You don't have to do it like Anthony, but there's an element of how do we work and but what's the real value that we're providing. Right. So, you know, I, I tell I've been doing this for over 25 years. Yeah, And I tell people, when you say over 25 years, that's just your way of not really telling how many years you've (laughs) done it. But there, there, there are all these different elements that as I think through different problems and think through everything that I've learned, how do you make it applicable? So I may think I have one problem, but it might be something else as a client of yours. What are the top concerns and challenges of your current and potential clients? Give me some examples. I think right now... I think there, yeah, there, there are a lot of challenges to choose from. 
And, and I think when you start thinking about the economic environment, you start thinking about labor shortages. If you're a nonprofit, you're beginning to think about funding. If you're a small for-profit, you're thinking about access to capital. But at the end of the day, there is this growing need for how do I really address this uncertainty? So uncertainty. Uncertainty, right? Because there will always be disruption, right? But there is this sense of how do I really address this uncertainty? And it's not just addressing it at the moment. It is how do you prepare to adapt with everything that's out there so that when something happens, you're in a position to address it in a manner that doesn't cause you to take more steps backwards than you need to. Because you work, I would guess, with many risk takers and visionaries, but in an environment that is uncertain, even those who sometimes seemingly have no fear, they can't account for everything that might be happening in an insecure environment. And, and you and you never will, right? And, and, and that's the that's the thing that people have to recognize, right? You're not going to see everything, which is the value of having someone else come in and provide you with different perspectives, additional insight, because you can't see, everybody can't see everything and you're not going to solve every element of uncertainty. But when you bring in additional insight that may say, oh, let me think about that just slightly differently, or, oh, I never thought about that, right? Because there are smart people out there. And Smart people know how to solve problems, right? It's just that sometimes we get caught up in our own lenses that, okay, let me just change the lens and have you look through something differently. What's one of your favorite Uprise success stories? There, well, so for me, there isn't one. And, and I say that from the standpoint because every Uprise success is a building block, right? So success could be, Having a client say, you know, I always feel as if you have my back. Or success could be having an employee go, I finally get it. I, you know, having an employee have that aha moment or having a nonprofit go, you know, because of you, we were able to reallocate resources and we can serve our community better. That's a great example. So the other ones so, were a little general, but oh, that one is a really good example. <laughs> but 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 I think all of those different things provide us with the opportunity to continue moving toward that vision, right? So yeah. for me, I'm always looking at not necessarily a favorite, but okay, what does you know, what what does that really tell us? Right? right? Because as they tell you, well you probably learn more from failure than success, but you have to use success as a stepping block to really start moving and make sure you're moving in the right direction. So what do you think is next for Uprise and how can the business community get involved? Uh, Well, what's next for Uprise is continue learning and evolving and building that scalability. We're back to scale. (laughs) We're back to to scalability because it's so important to, if if we don't do that right, we can't grow revenue, right? right? Because at some point that revenue is just going to crush you. And if you can't do that scalability piece right, 
then it's going to make growing your revenue a bigger challenge. So do you use the secret sauce on yourself to figure this out? <laughs> so I use my secret sauce on Keith, and Keith uses his secret sauces uh, on me. Okay. And that's what keeps us balanced. That's what keeps you balanced and keeps you moving towards keeps scalability. Moving to scalability, okay. right? <laughs> what advice do you have for our listeners about building their own personal network? Since you have this, you have a great amount of experience. So what would you say about that? I would say when you think about your personal network, be intentional. And, and I say that because networking is a scary thing. And if you walk into a room and you only know one people, that's scary, right? So if you're thinking about being intentional, right, what are you trying to get out of this networking event? Is it finding business opportunities or business contacts? Or is it finding like-minded people so that you can go and sit and have someone commiserate with you who's been through it? Or is it just, you know, I just need to get out <laughs> and have some type of social contact, right? And the more intentional you are, the more you'll get out of it. Because if you're not really intentional, you're just going and meeting people and gathering contacts, right? And you What's know, that doing for you? Well, uh, you know, it's like right. the, it's like the old Rolodex for all of you who don't know what a Rolodex is. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but I know, but, but others but it's might the Rolodex, not. Right? Yeah. You just take contacts and stick it in a Rolodex, and exactly. So, but be intentional. Make sure that you have an understanding of what is it that we're. Tr I'm trying to get out of this when we're going to these different events. Does LinkedIn have categories you can file contacts to? If not, they should, and someone should listen to this podcast because you your your go tos. Think about all the contacts we have on LinkedIn. I, I don't think there is that on LinkedIn. I'm going to have to go check for it. Unless yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I am going to say I am not the expert on that, so I, I am not going to provide an opinion and be wrong. <laughs> but you know what? You got me thinking about it. I'm going to check to make sure if it's See, there or not. You're thinking about it differently. I'm thinking about it with a new lens. <laughs> Why can't we categorize the folks that really are within our close circle of network versus maybe mid and beyond yes. so it doesn't look like a Rolodex? One of the reasons we have conversations like the one we're having today on CBuzz is because we really do believe that continued personal and professional development is one of the most valuable valuable aspects as a leader in business. So what's influencing you lately? Podcast, book show, some kind of group, like what's really doing it for you right now? Uh, what's really doing it for me right now is having the opportunity to get back out into the community, right? Just having an opportunity and going to an event, hearing different conversations, being able to talk to different clients and, and that's where you really get a sense of what's going on. I mean, yes, you have the you have all this news. You go to newspapers, you go to business journal. All this is there, and it's good. But for me, what really works is being out in the community and really just talking and getting a better sense of okay, so what's really happening, right? What's really happening at the ground level, and that's where. I started thinking differently, right? You know, just getting out and like I said, having the opportunity to get out and I focus on, okay, I got to find people who don't think like me. I got to find people who have a different perspective because for me, that's what helps me. Anthony, it's a pleasure talking to you again. Thank you for coming on CBuzz and taking the time to share your story with us. Thank you. Same here. 
good to see you. For our listeners, if you want to learn more about all of Anthony's endeavors, please visit uprise.com. That's U-P-R-Y-S.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to let us know by sharing your ratings and reviews on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you may be listening. Your reviews help people find our show and hear these great community stories. We do read your feedback and we value those ideas as we plan for future episodes. CBuzz is proudly produced in collaboration with Capital University. We want to say a special thank you to their talented students, faculty, and staff for helping bring this program to life for you, our listeners. Once again, I'm Michaela Hunt, your host for CBuzz, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's business-focused podcast, and we hope to catch you next time.